Hello, welcome back to the Game Time Podcast. This is episode number nine, and this week I am joined by Gav. Hello. And George. Hello. Awesome. Didn't go with a hoy this time, I see. I, I, I risked it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I was happy with that. Hello, but <laughs> well, we're it wasn't as it wasn't as as confused as as previous <laughs> attempts. Good, good. I just realised I don't always say what my name is at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I'm never here. <laughs> That's true. Actually, nobody knows who you are. Yeah, I'm just this <laughs> mysterious person who's on every single one of them. Well, you're so, the yeah. third person narrator. <laughs> yeah, the host. <laughs> manifestation of our subconscious yeah it just it just occurred to me the other day i was like yeah i quite often people don't mention my name on the podcast either so i'm just (laughs) this unknown figment (laughs) anyway um this time we're going to talk about phoenix wright well uh gav is anyway he tell us about phoenix wright and i'm gonna rant about phoenix wright so i'm gonna do should be good uh george is gonna tell us about swap four and what that's all about and we're going to talk a bit about Stellaris, and then we're going to finish on a Tales quiz at the end. So nice, nice and current for the most part. Well, there's a new Tales game out that is current. That is true. Yes, although we're probably not going to talk about that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's so, probably all we've got to say on it. Yeah, like, there's a new one out. That that's our hot <laughs> take for the day. <laughs> if you stay until the end of the podcast, we might even tell you the name of the new game. We might do. Yes, I have to that's look it a, up. <laughs> Hot new, hot new info straight from. Absolutely. So you want to kick us off with our first piece of hot news, uh, Phoenix Wright. <laughs> all right. Okay. So there was a Phoenix, a new Phoenix Wright game a few months ago. All right. It counts. Oh, it's um, So how familiar are you two with with Phoenix Wright? Because I've been playing a lot of it over the last few weeks. Um, objection. That's as far as my knowledge of Felix Wright goes. That's all, that's all you really need, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea. Like I, I've all the like the pictures and the art. I I think it looks like a fun game, like a courtroom procedural. Yeah. With a yeah a pointing shouting. <laughs> I'm vaguely aware of it. I kind of know it's like a yeah, like George said, it kind of takes like a a lot of them they take like a supernatural edge to them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I it's... know vaguely bits about them. It's it's quite it's weird. The setting is basically in the in well, it was the future at the time in like two thousand and one when it first came out. Yeah. In fact, the the first game is set in twenty sixteen, and the penultimate case was uh the penultimate the ultimate case the last one technically the penultimate one now because there was an extra one for the DS release. Anyway, yeah, getting off topic was set on the twenty eighth of December twenty sixteen. So that was exactly a month ago now. Yeah. Anyway, the, the idea is in the future, um, the the legal system is so crammed that they have introduced uh, a new trial system whereby every single trial for any crime must be solved within three days. Right. Um, and in in this future, uh, conviction rates are very very high, so nobody wants to be a defense lawyer. Step in our hero, Phoenix right? <laughs> who fights for justice. He is your friend. Um and he basically shows up and represents a bunch of people in court in in a kind of in a kind of strange way. To say it's a a legal game is maybe pushing it, maybe a wee bit. Legal, okay, legal themed. Legal, well, legal themed. Yeah, similar. it's set in a courtroom. There's a judge. <laughs> there's no. So so he is he a bit like Judge Dredd, but kind of doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I guess less shooting people. Well, in in a in a way, the rest of the, the entire world is like Judge Dredd in that 
the the idea is uh, basically there's a bunch of every game has one like central prosecutor who you're up against, and unfailingly the plotline is here's a prosecutor with a hundred percent conviction rate, and you know you step in and fuck up their day. Um, <laughs> so, I I mean the the reason it's not exactly legal themed, well it is legal, you know it's not about the law is because basically you're a part you're part attorney and part detective because unfailingly uh your client has been falsely accused of a crime and has been set up by somebody else yeah um the the original title in japanese means turnabout trial and all the all the all the different cases have always have the word turnabout in them because basically it turn you show up to court you get shafted and then <laughs> eventually you're able to produce decisive evidence you know stuff like that and you know there's a lot of drama and people shouting at each other it's it's ace attorney <laughs> sorry yeah that does sound great i mean i absolutely love the film um 12 angry men but i guess that's more the, the jury yeah and then and i think yeah as far as i know the jury aren't actually allowed to investigate the crime themselves because then they nullify the whole process but yeah are lawyers? Are law- I mean, are lawyers allowed to? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I couldn't answer it. Um, I think a lot of the time in the game, the the rules of the world tend to be bent slightly, because yeah. he he's not really, I don't think, supposed to be investigating these crime scenes, and he does sometimes just swipe evidence to use in court. <laughs> like, right. it, it's kind of justified in the game it, because it, just about. It's All that... the prosecutors are corrupt, and they'll they'll hide the evidence if you don't take it. But right, it, it sounds like um, it's what it's to law, sort of in the same way that theme hospital is to medicine. <laughs> in a way, maybe more like it's more like it is to law. What uh, flipping like I don't know. This this might I was about to say what trauma center is to surgery, but that might actually be doing a disservice to the accuracy of trauma center. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I think it's an interesting game though because despite how wildly inaccurate it is obviously it depends what kind of perspective you have on it yeah because obviously in in our legal system in the UK or over in America uh, right so, so basically there's kind of two different prominent legal systems there's adversarial legal systems which is the ones we have where you have a prosecution and a defense and a judge who kind of acts as a like a referee basically yeah. and a jury uh and then there's other ones which they call inquisitorial systems where you have prosecution defense but the judge is he's also there to find out the details himself uh by you know applying pressure in his own way and then he makes a decision and the interesting thing about phoenix right is despite how outlandish it seems it actually does represent to a certain degree like not a hundred percent but the a bit of the reality of the japanese court system which was so is that inqui- and that is inquisitorial it is inquisitorial yeah and furthermore until 2008 i think that i might be completely full of shit but until a, a really recent time they didn't have a jury like so even in 2001 it was it's like a satirized representation of it but it's not completely you know outer space like it yeah. is in relation to ours that's cool that's uh, that, that's fascinating actually so it is there is political commentary there there is on... it, it, to a degree i because the idea is I think the conviction rate in the Japanese justice system is something like 98%. 
And it's apparently a very common thing to have uh, defense attorneys who have spent their whole career without getting a single acquittal. So, wow. like, to a degree, it's, it's, it, it, there's a bit of, like, a bit of a jab at their own legal system there, like, how fair it can possibly be. Yeah. Of course, it, it's, not, it's a bit, you know, it's, it is a bit outlandish in that, you know, every single time it's somebody who's been falsely accused and every single time you're able to produce, you know, a magic reversal in your fortunes but what what really makes it compelling is like it's like packed with just all the characters are like it, it's weird to say because you, you wouldn't say they're like particularly like nuanced or deep or anything but they're all like so outlandish that they seem at home in this like like weird heightened legal reality okay because like you know if it was normal people in a very weird system it would seem yeah, it wouldn't cohere together, but yeah, yeah. All the characters are basically like, you know, really bright, colorful personalities who like to shout at each other. And... <laughs> it works by its own rules. Do you mean like it yeah. doesn't break any of those? So it all yeah. feels like it's a coherent world, which is good. And yeah. It sounds good. I've always meant to play them. They've always been on my list of things that I should, at some point, get into, but just not yeah. quite yet. I have a quick... basically. Sorry, go on, go on. Now you go on. I was about to right. interject with trivia. <laughs> I was just going to say, are they set in America? Uh, right. Okay. Time that now. Here's some time for some trivia, right? the The original games, uh, like as in in their original release by Capcom in Japan for like the Game Boy or whatever, the, not the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. Uh, they they are set in Japan, right? But. Uh, the way they translated it, and it's kind of one of those things where the translation is, like, it's it's completely off, but <laughs> it's so committed to the way it, it's been localized that it gets your respect. Because right. they basically just have completely translocated it to, like, I think it's Los Angeles. Right. And so they'll say they're in Los Angeles, and, like, there's just this, like, weird kind of comedy disconnect between... Like all of these weirdly, obviously Japanese things going on, and like, like in in the second game, uh, Justice for All, you go and visit. Uh, basically, your your wee sidekick is like a spirit medium, and you go and visit her village, which is like, like just like a complete, you know, cliche, like Japanese rural village with you know fucking bamboo sliding doors and shit. <laughs> yeah. And okay, I was, I was wondering where the fan, like the fantasy element came. Yeah, in. it's yeah because right in the very first case of the game, this isn't spoilers, but to explain the fantasy a bit, to go completely off what I'm speaking about. Basically, in the first case of the game, you're introduced to the second case. Actually, in the first case, you're introduced. Right. Okay. So I, I'm completely confusing myself, but it does make sense in my head. Uh, you're introduced to your main character, Phoenix Wright, and his, like, mentor. And in the second case, she's the victim of a murder. And then you you meet her sister, who's a spirit medium. And so your mentor keeps, like, showing up as a ghost. Right. <laughs> like, she possesses her sister and, like, appears. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and that kind of... And, and, like, their, their weird, like, psychic family shows up throughout the whole game, like, series. Right, okay. Do they have a... Do they ever base any jokes around his name? Like, it's Phoenix Wright versus 
Peter wrong. <laughs> every just about in the translation because it's not their actual their names in the original version, which is another way they've like just completely translated it. I mean, all the original names have like weird puns in them as well. But um, I, I'd need to remember off the top of my head. Like in the first case, you have you've got obviously Phoenix Wright, your guy, and the justice, uh, not the justice, the witness is a man called Mister Sawit. And at the end of the, at the end of the case, uh, he's proved to be the um, the perpetrator, and Phoenix naturally shouts at him and says, "More like Mister did it." And so, oh, that is just... and that it, it goes on through the whole game. You have like just about everyone's got some kind of pun in their name. It's cool. People call people call him Phoenix wrong all the time in court. Right. <laughs> um. Cool. What were we saying before? You were saying about I was, the localization of it yeah, being yeah. set in Japan, but not in Japan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's set in like this weird version of kind of pseudo-America, where you just kind of go about and see all these weird, like weird disconnected things. Like, like you go to where is it? You, like, yeah, you go to that village, and obviously that's not that's not American in the slightest. There's there's like Japanese writing everywhere that they just don't comment on. Like they just tactically ignore it. Or they're, or they're like, whoa, I wonder what that says. <laughs> and I think it's I think like your sidekick has I think in the original version it's an obsession with rice balls or some shit. Right. And so in they, they've changed that to hamburgers, and so she's always like going on about how much she loves hamburgers. It's really it's it's like it's kind of everywhere yeah in the game and so they've just they've kind of completely committed themselves to making it this strange alternate america <laughs> which which works up to a point except there's one game that has gone completely untranslated on the basis that i don't think they could fit it into this scheme right <laughs> because it's set in like 1920s Japan and everyone's going about with samurai swords and shit and <laughs> shouting at each other. I would love to, to them to try. <laughs> Hi, that's the thing. I, I wanted them to give it a shot and just be like, oh, "This is, this is, this is LA circa 1924 at the <laughs> that, during yeah. the, the height of the Emperor of the United States." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, hi. Right, where was I going again? I keep getting myself really confused here. I, I don't think we're helping too far. Um, yeah, I'm 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 all over the place all the time in my life. It's because I on... interjected about um, asking if it was set in America or not. Yeah, uh, you were yeah. gonna give me an anecdote before I interrupted with that. Not that I remember I'm, what. And I'm bad enough so. at going off topic on my own, so <laughs> don't need our help. Yeah, the first the first three games were released for the GBA. Yeah, but were never released on the GBA in the West. Right, and then they were re-released for the DS, and that got ported. And right. then there's been a couple 3DS games so far. Right. Okay. Cool. Because there's one where it's a crossover with Professor Layton, isn't there? There is a Professor Layton crossover which I haven't played. Have you not? Cool. I like Professor Layton games. I've played a couple of those there. I've heard They're it's good. actually pretty good. They're um. Yeah, I just quite like like the little puzzles. They're like they're nice games that you can pick up, do a couple of puzzles in, and also have like really eloquent stories. Like the first one has just like the twists in it, and just you just don't see coming. Just really good. Mm. Uh, and the puzzles are generally quite consistent throughout. Like you'll have some that are a bit shit, but they're balanced out by ones that are like 
you're like, ah, I got it. That's really good. Like, you feel like you've properly achieved something, which is nice. Have you guys played mm. the Puzzle Agent games? No. No. Well, they they have similar sort of like, there's a world where you have to do puzzles to achieve things, but it's done in a much more comedic, ridiculous fashion. So is 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 that the setup with Leighton that you have to do puzzles for stuff in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, in order to progress anywhere, puzzles are sort of presented <laughs> as like currency. <laughs> if you complete this puzzle, What's I will the... give you information. Complete this puzzle, <laughs> I will give you this item that you need to go and do this thing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, the puzzle equivalent of everyone demanding you answer their riddles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What's the do... What's the connection though with with Phoenix Wright? How does How do they cross over? Like, does someone get murdered, but they leave a Sudoku puzzle <laughs> in the victim's blood. And so they're like, mm, well, we need someone to defend the man they've wrongly accused, and we need Professor Layton to solve this trifling puzzle. That sounds like what it could actually be, to be honest. I, I read a, a summary once, and I think you might be roughly right. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. They must they have really different art styles though, so they must look really weird when they're next they, to each other. They do kinda. Like I think there's the box art and you just you see Phoenix right pointing at something and you see I think Leighton's giving it a wee a wee objection finger as well. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's this weird man with a big round head and a hat. Really have any eyes. It <laughs> 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 must look really odd. It's a bit of a strange one, but yeah, yeah. yeah the t- it's titled Versus, so they're, they're working together they, rather than actually They are working in together, despite the fact that it sounds like they're having a weird fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I remember the plot of the game right. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yes, now I've just looked it up. Yeah, it's weird. Like, <laughs> Professor Layton has just two dots for eyes. And then <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Wright characters all have anime eyes, so it must look really strange. Yeah. Do you ever get like uh, moral conundrums in in Phoenix Wright? Because obviously, because you're the defense lawyer, do you ever have moments where you're presented with someone that you're defending, and but you know that they did do it? That's you're trying to get that's them actually an interesting one because you, not in the first game, but it, it's one of those things where it's not really much of a spoiler with the way that the case is set up in the second game. But the, the last case of the second game uh, presents you with basically your sidekick gets kidnapped by an assassin and. Uh, he demands that you defend his client in court. And so you know that he's done it or that he's ordered the killing. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like... It's it's a bit of a... There are wee, like, moral, moral choices involved, but they don't... It's actually... I think it's the only case of the game where there's the option to get, like, a bad ending versus a good one. Like, in the okay. whole series. Because yeah. it, it doesn't happen very often because... It, there's, there's, like, a, there's a weird excuse that comes up in the second game where basically... You get this like psychic thing, and you can basically tell if people are lying or not. Right. And so, so the kind of canon excuse for him always defending an innocent is that obviously he asks them, "Did they do it?" Yeah. And if his thing says they're lying, you know, he's like, "Nah, I won't defend you." But <laughs> in that case, you're you're made to defend him, even though there's a bit of a thing where he thinks he hasn't done it because he, you know, he again, I'm gonna spoil a wee bit of the case, but that's fine. Because it turns out, like you're trying to find it out, and it turns out that you know he, he has done it. Yeah. But uh, it turns out because obviously you asked him, "Did you kill this guy?" And he said, "No." And that's true because the assassin did it, obviously. Mm. And it's it's an interesting case because it's not something it does, and there's there's bits where like it, it's 
it's not often very morally complex in a Phoenix Wright game, but you basically have to falsely accuse someone of the murder in order to stall for time while the police right. go after the killer. Right. And so th- there's this person who you know you can know fine well is innocent. And so you have <laughs> you have to like you have to like make up like a scheme for how this person planned and executed this assassination. And then at the end you're kind of just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I uh <laughs> kind of needed to buy some time in court before my client got declared guilty." And they're like just looking at the clock going, I'm gonna go to prison for life in like yes. three minutes. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's it's an interesting case. But I, as far as I'm aware, that's the only part where that happens where your your client is guilty. But it's it's a really good case actually. It's, uh, it's one of the best ones I've played so far. That sounds good. I mean, I think it's a genre that's not really been explored that much actually. Like there's the legal drama. Well, like just sort of like uh like murder mystery and some more like that sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Because like, there's the Sherlock games, and I've played one of them. Not the most recent one, the one before that. I played Hammer, what's mm. called now, but and, and that's that's really good because you can kind of at the end it, it goes like, who did it, and you can get the answer right or wrong, so you can like imprison the wrong person stuff if you if you follow yeah. the wrong clues or you are totally on the wrong track. So that's quite interesting. And then at the end, it'll you'll you'll find out like, oh shit, <laughs> I sent yeah. the wrong person so... to prison or something. Um, are you playing Sherlock in this game? Yeah, you play Sherlock and you do like the whole like deduction thing where you talk to a person and then you'll like scan their body and you'll look at like them. Try and make you basically try and make keywords appear by like hovering okay. over certain areas. Like their button might be slightly falling off or they might have like dirt on their sleeve or something. So you. It's weird that it kind of like it kind of subverts the final reveal because I guess in like so many murder procedurals. And often in Sherlock, you have that kind of final scene where everyone's sitting in a drawing room, and then often, like you as the viewer, will be like, "Oh, I reckon the maid did yeah. it." And then, like usually, you know, Sherlock or Miss Marple or Poirot or someone will be like, "You know, all along I knew it was Pierre the butler." Yeah, yeah. And this is how I knew, and then you're like, "Oh shit, I was wrong." But it's interesting that you are, I guess. it's you know, you are the final decision, so that like, you kind of yeah, get. Yeah. You sit everyone down, and then you're like, "It was the maid," and then it, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could be fallible, but it does a quite a good. Well, that one does a really good job of like, like you sort of discovering clues and like following threads and seeing where they go. And some of them are slightly red herrings, so that you go to places you don't necessarily need to, and or like you'll talk to people, have conversations about stuff that's just not relevant to the case and stuff. Um, but yeah like finding like the clues and finding like the social deductions and stuff like you're able to use them in conversations and things so i think it does a good job of like showing like a murder mystery sort of plot how it would yeah. go i haven't played the most recent one but i hear it's still quite good even though it's a bit more actiony i think i heard a lot more running in it which I, there isn't really any running in the other one um it's it's really easy to do murder mystery wrong yeah so, like it sounds like it's actually done it in a way that allows you to kind of enjoy the the way it would it would play it in like a good TV show or a book. It does, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of the opposite. To, I've I played the ABC Murders, the um, Poirot one that came out sometime yeah. last year, and that does kind of the opposite. Well, there's, a, there's a Poirot. Yeah, game. there's a Poirot game. Uh, ABC Murders. It's on, I think it's on PC and consoles. I think it's on both. Does he have a sufficiently high poly mustache? Yeah, you know, he, he it's kind of slightly cartoony almost. It <laughs> it's Can you see the waxed ends? Sort of, yeah. It's sort of done in like a weird sort of like almost 
cell shaded cartoony version of him. Yeah. Um, it's based on an actual Paro case, which I think is partly where it slightly falls down because if you read that book, you kind of know yeah. what's going to happen, which kind of ruins it a bit. Um, fortunately, I hadn't, but I can imagine for people like my girlfriend had already she'd already read that book, so she's like, "Why would I play the game? <laughs> I know the answers to all the things I'm going to get asked." <laughs> just sort of ticking boxes and trying to get through it at this point so uh yeah is there is there a miss marple one just because i think so the idea of a miss marple game is i find quite amusing just because she's like the least exciting (laughs) character to play as because i mean like you know she's she's a wonderful character but she does all of her deductions by sort of sitting around drinking afternoon tea (laughs) yeah (laughs) like she's not the most dynamic of detectives no no She's brilliant in and in, in like a wonderful way, but <laughs> as a as a game character, she wouldn't be super exciting. Could always have a, a video game of what, what's the name of it? Rosemary and Time, the the one about that gardener <laughs> that solves murders. Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be ace actually. I, I think I'd be up for more like daytime television murder <laughs> games. Because the thing about the ABC murders is it puts like really random like logic puzzles at places. Like you've got like rotate a box and try and find out how to open it and stuff like things from like the room almost appear in it that are like really jarring and don't really make any sense it's like they've they've gone right <laughs> how can we make this more mysterious and how can we drag it out a bit more like and, like yeah it reminds me of you know uncharted where without the excuse of being like oh i'm in some mad guy's tomb yeah I need to slide these blocks about to open his clockwork Pre- passage pretty much yeah you're like <laughs> I've got to like slide these blocks on this chest to get in to get the key, which I then need to use in a different box and then slide some spaces and yeah. try and figure out. It's like, eh, it doesn't really work as much as like the Sherlock Holmes one is more like how. So the Sherlock Holmes game is more how like I wanted like LA Noir to be, more like just talking to people and trying to figure out a mystery without like yeah. the obvious like like the way that that LA Noir was kind of fell down a bit, but. Yeah, in a more like Sherlocky way. Plus, they get mm. to put on silly disguises, which is always slightly amusing. It's like I must dress up as a <laughs> sea person to go and talk to the sailors. <laughs> I forgot what that's what it is. A sea, yeah, person. sea, person. sea person. Clearly, I forgot what sailor was and then remembered <laughs> the word. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'd be up for more murder mystery uh, games because I, I like a good murder mystery. Well, I'm just imagining the Miss Marple game being like endless quick time events where it's like. Pour the milk, but don't pour too much milk. Get get it just right. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, arrange the cucumber sandwiches, but don't don't you know? I just just I guess, I know. just while you're just doing this mini game, she's just like ah, solve the murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Cause, like she, uh, of all the detectives, she just she kind of just goes for walks, and you know sits in sort of those big wicker chairs on sort of in sort of seaside hotels. Yeah, which I always, I always find it funny that she doesn't have a sidekick who doesn't doesn't does information gathering. She just kind of chats to yeah, people. Yeah, wonders about. <laughs> I wonder if there's gonna be a sequel to ABC Murders or not a sequel, but like you know another game made by the same company with another Poirot. So were the the Sherlock ones? Are they all original then? Yeah, yeah, they're all original stories. At least right. the ones in the game I played were. I don't know if they are in other ones, but okay. Uh, it just makes them a bit more interesting because if you've read lots of Sherlock Holmes like I have, then it's not really the same as like trying to yeah. figure out a mystery if you already know the answer to everything. So mm-hmm. 
having to like wander around and find clues becomes a bit tedious if you know the answer to what's going on mm. but yeah the the, the power one's good it's okay if you've not played a Poirot game some of the puzzles are a bit shit but it's a nice mystery to go through if you've not read the book mm. so i'd recommend it on that regard to, to take a quick diversion at the tv um I, I've I've seen a couple of episodes of what is it um, uh, the one where you know Morse he's younger, Endeavor, yeah, and it's quite good, but one of the things that right it's a bit of a weird thing with a lot of modern murder mysteries that aren't based on on books and stuff, they have this like weird tendency to like completely at the end they just kind of undercut the whole mystery, it's it, it's kind of just oh he was it was just a mad guy all along <laughs> like you know because half half the fun of a murder mystery is like figuring out like oh what was the motive like yeah what's the what's the character here because that's the thing that a lot of the the sherlock holmes st stories did really well is that what's happened and how the murder has been executed and the reasons why it's been executed you know it's it's all got to do with the person's like personal history and motivations which is partially how mm. they figure it out yeah unlike but then, like, I was, the one I was watching, the Endeavor one, it was like, oh, it's just, he's just a complete nutcase, and he's killing people and taking face masks of them, like death masks. I was like, all right. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> just as well he left a convenient trail to his house. Like, okay. <laughs> just some ears along, <laughs> along his driveway. It must be him. <laughs> and, like, to... I know a lot of people like the, the new Sherlock series, but... Mm. I did. I I loved the first two series, but I kind of went off it with this last series. I didn't. Was wasn't it, keen. It's sort of become like less coherent as it's gone on. And I I honestly I don't think it was very coherent to begin with. But that's kind of my personal opinion and a bit a bit of personal personal uh, um, resentment uh, against Stephen Moffat for making a complete yeah, well, fucking shit show of Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've, I, the same, this is for the same reason he did the same thing to Sherlock, where within Doctor Who, everything just became more and more convoluted and more like it was. It was never a simple reason. You, every episode then has suddenly had to link to the Doctor's past and yeah. an overall storyline, and in kind of roundabout and annoying ways. Mm. It, it, it... And and that and that picked up in the final kind of series of Sherlock, where it's like, oh, it's actually all to do with you know someone yeah. it, it, it's a weird thing where i think a lot of a lot of like storylines these days in in tv follow that kind of pattern where it, it's sort of i consider it like like television navel gazing in that rather than have a new episode of something that develops a character in a different direction they'll have an episode that ties into stuff we already know about that character yeah and they'll do that a lot i find yeah, I think that the I, the the new series show that's been on recently, I didn't really like the first episode, but I quite enjoyed the second one. I thought it was really good, and I haven't watched the third one yet, but uh, they're a bit hit and miss, because I think that it yeah. sometimes the pacing is really weird, because it's an hour and a half. Sometimes the pacing is like... Mm. I, especially the, fir the first one from this series, I was like, this did not need to be an hour yeah, and a half. Didn't, what didn't like that it? at all. It's just like drawn out for like it's like it's like they have to hit an hour and a half, so like we must make this particularly short plot fit an hour and a half. <laughs> Sometimes it just seems a bit yeah. unnecessary. Um, 
but yeah, I think it, it they're sometimes they're a bit trying to think they think they're cleverer than they are sometimes. And that's that's one of the biggest downfalls. Yeah. Um but I, I don't know. That's they're fun like the... to watch and like I said, I really enjoyed yeah. the most the the second episode of the most recent season. Also, why does Moriarty kill himself? You know, in the in the first season at the end he shoots up doesn't he shoot himself in the head? Because he's a Cause... he's a fucking wacky guy. He's just, a kooky dude. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I just like, thought I just never thought that was like just seemed really weird. <laughs> no, explained or logical. No, it's it was the, like it's the Joker dynamic, isn't it? Like, I suppose, oh, but like you're my reason. Yeah, but I I just thought he w- you'd think he would live to try and just like beat Sherlock because he he just um, hadn't won at that point, so it just seemed like really off character. Well, I think he was killing himself in like an attempt to kind of beat Sherlock. Yeah, as it were, like. You can't quite figure me out. So it's not turned so out that he hasn't killed himself yet. I've not seen the new season. Not that I know of. Like, uh, I, no, I can, I, I can imagine it though, right? It's like, oh, actually, it's not. The, was a fake bullet don't, with fake brains. Don't, 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 don't expect any payoff. <laughs> no, no, I. No, like this, the final, the final series, the I think, I think Sherlock, like the acting is excellent, and the, like the like the I guess like the composition and all the shots and the just like lots of stuff is beautiful about it it's just that this one kind of buckles under the weight of the overall storyline yeah. and how they try and tie everything together just gets convoluted because there are loads of brilliant moments that i think would work better if they were just like here's a simple setting for it yeah rather than i think yeah there's a lot they kind of just need to well they it's like they can't back down now. They can't lower the ante, so they yeah. just have to keep raising the stakes over and over. The, the, it's a lot. The first episode very much felt like that. They were like, like we'll have to have a fight in a pool. Now we've got to have one in a different country. And now we've got to have it in an aquarium. <laughs> like... it, 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 it weirdly feels like he's never just solving a fucking mystery anymore, is he? Like, There's always something else happening for some reason than... You know, you, it's weird. I always feel like it kind of when I was watching it, it would usually propel itself in some way, except from the fact of Sherlock solving a mystery. Like always, something else would happen, or there'd be some dramatic development. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I feel like it, it's got it's got kind of structural problems. Like I, I love the way it's produced. Like it's gorgeous. Mm, it is lovely. Like it looks beautiful. Well, the... It's very well filmed. Mm. The creators said that they what they wanted to make was not. A Sherlock Holmes story, but the story of Sherlock Holmes. So it's not a, which and so they wanted to talk about like and you know like the fo- had the focus on his character rather than the mysteries. The that mysteries, makes sense. Which I think you said that. Which I think and that's the thing though. Like, I feel like you kind of cut out half of what made the Sherlock Holmes book so brilliant because he's a fascinating character, but at the same time, it's you know he's juxtaposed against his his weird mysteries. Yeah. Many of which are weirdly mundane, but mundane in like a really curious way. Yeah. Whereas in the new Sherlock Holmes, uh, there's a lot more focus on his character development. But then, the, the like so the mysteries kind of take a back seat. Yeah. But at the same time, they're weird. They're weirdly like high concept, action packed mm-hmm. mysteries. Like it's a government spy conspiracy that somehow takes a back seat to Sherlock understanding the concept of love yeah 
and I I don't know like I think either have and I think the mysteries could just be simpler to you know to make the characters stuff really great but they kind of clash with each other and get in the way right. there's like there's a there's like the obsession with raising the stakes to make more exciting television and then like an attempt to make it also a kind of character drama which to be honest I don't I don't think Stephen Moffat's ever been very good at character drama but like I don't know I just ugh. I, like I said, I I have a vendetta against him. I just don't I I don't like the way he writes stuff. Like that's about the long and short of it. But <laughs> right, television podcast. That's us. <laughs> yeah, we, we... Well, I feel like th- this episode is very much the Law and Order podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get back on track a bit? And um, George, you want to tell us yeah. about Re-reel. SWAT? Well, very much, very much in theme. Uh, I've been playing SWAT Four. Excellent. Uh, which, uh, like, I think, and it's it's the mission. I think it's the mission objective in most missions. Uh, you bring order to the chaos, uh, and so basically, you are in charge of a SWAT team, and you get sent out to do SWAT team things. Nice. There's a hashtag for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, it's a t- like a t- tactical shooter came out in two thousand and five, uh, but has recently been up. Uh, made available on good old games uh, and that's where i got it good stuff uh, but it's really good like it's uh it's very much at the sort of simulation end of of shooters like it's very methodical and slow paced but it's absolutely brilliant like you yes yeah, so the things you're responding to are more you know at the sort of mundane end of police responses like you respond to crackheads holding up a petrol station or kind of very small scale hostage situations and i'm only i don't think i'm only about six or seven levels in so i think and they are escalating in kind of size a bit but you know it's not kind of call of duty or or even like rainbow six level things where it's a international terrorist group yeah yeah like there's like there's no overarching story you are just a swat officer of of kind of nameless well, I think you, you you give it you give the paraphrase a name so you know you could be Officer Butts or whatever but no one ever calls you by the name Seymour <laughs> yeah so like I mean there are no characters I mean your four squad mates all have names but no one really has a character so essentially the game is you're in command of them you'll get a, a vague briefing at the start of a mission so you get the you get like a police briefing and it's very cool. Like you and you get to you get a little audio of the nine one one call, and you get like a timeline of events leading up to your arrival at the scene. Uh, and kind of, and it's quite immersive. Like you, a lot of the often, you don't go in with a huge amount of information. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, we've had reports of gunfire. These are the civilians we think are here, and these are possible suspects. Mm. Or like I've just got to a mission where it's like. Uh, I'm going. It's like a money laundering den, and the police had a an undercover agent, but his wire has gone dead, uh, and they've heard gunfire. So you go in, and it's like this is the the our agent that we have in there. Uh, these are the people we think might be in there, and there are probably some civilians. Mm. So you you go and you go in with very little information. Like you get a rough, like you get kind of crude drawings of. The building, so some, and 
So sometimes it's like the police have pulled up blueprints or they'll just give you like a sort of rough hand-drawn thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's all very minimal. Like you don't get, like there's no mini-map that like you would get in kind of more recent Rainbow Six games. It's just minimal HUD uh, and and like your weapon. That's about it. But, and, but the game, yeah, the game is very hardcore because one or two shots will kill you just as one or two shots can incapacitate your enemies. That's cool. Uh, but the yeah, and the most interesting thing is that you're you're bound by the rules of engagement, uh-huh. so you can't. So yeah, so if and I, I mean, which I think are similar to how the police have to react in real life. Like, if you can't just run in and start shooting people, you, you can only open fire on a suspect if they pose a direct threat to someone or they open fire on you. That's that's which interesting. Is, yeah, and it's really cool because, and because obviously you can die so easily, and there's no there's no saving or checkpoints. It's just you get inserted. You have to complete it all in one go. Mm. Uh, it's very tense because you're constantly kind of mo- and so you it forces you to be careful and methodical rather than just run through, and like everything in the game kind of brings together to create this amazing tension. So even when there's like what you know there'll be two bad guys in the entire level you're constantly moving through kind of ready kind of like twitching yeah because the sound the sound design is great so that you'll approach you'll kind of hear like radiators creaking or and I don't I don't think it has uh like directional sound but it kind of you know you get these kind of ambient noises that kind of get quieter and or louder as you get near them uh, and then it has a a soundtrack that will kick in when you like breach a run, yeah, neat. Which is quite funny because some because because you because uh, you don't really have a huge amount of information. You'll stack up and everyone will get ready, and then you'll you can give orders to your squad and to be like you know breach the door, throw in a like tear gas or something. Yeah. And so you get there, you're waiting, you're like oh god, uh, and you bust in, and the music kicks in, and it's this kind of you know, like sort of adrenaline pumping, sort of bassy electro, but it's not obnoxious. It's just it's perfect, and you kind of just charge in, and there's just an empty room. And you're like, oh shit! It sounds like a really, really interesting way to set up a game. Like, just the yeah. way it operates on tension is like, because uh, the idea, I suppose, I might. Cause are the levels aren't are they very long or not? Um, I think like they are getting a little bit longer, but they are. They're largely just kind of areas, like you don't really, you get in, you basically, sometimes you get to choose your insertion yeah. point. But they're a bit like Rainbow Six Siege, where it's just kind of a map. Yeah. And you, you've got to go through and clear it. Um, like it's dealing with one very tense situation at a time. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So each level is one tense situation. Like the second level is just brilliant. You're responding to uh, a serial killer. And so basically you've been told that this guy has been... There's a serial killer who's been uh, kidnapping and dismembering women and that a woman has gone missing and you're like, given a picture of her uh, and you're pretty sure that this is his house. Yeah. Um, and I, don't, I don't know. And like, just, it's just an absolutely brilliant level because there is there is only one man with a gun yeah. on the entire level. But... Yeah, it's... It's still tense and... It's really tense because you're in this like dilapid. It's very much like the final sequence of Silence of the Lambs. All right. And you kind of and you you 
break you kind of bust into the house and it's all dilapidated and then you kind of find his uh slightly mad mother who starts like screeching at you all right and like saying her boy's innocent and and it's really weird because you have to one of the objectives is you have to secure every civilian in the level which basically means you shout at them they put their hands up kneel down and you can handcuff them right um, I can't tell if it's a bug or whether it's like some weird commentary, but there'll be times where civilians don't like respond to your shouts. Like you, you just keep shouting at them, but they don't kneel down. Right. Right. And so you, because everyone has, a, I assume it's like a a hidden sort of morale meter. Mm. So like you can shout at enemies, and sometimes they'll put their hands up, and you can arrest them rather than having to like rather than shooting them. But sometimes civilians just refuse to kneel down. Right. And so the only way I found of getting around this is by either tasering them <laughs> or like dropping tear gas on them. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and it just and it's weird because you're everything else is this focus on non lethal, you you want to arrest everyone, you want to ideally kill no one, like you you want to shout more than you shoot at, at bad guys. <laughs> but there's this weird these weird moments where you have to like tear gas someone because you can't complete the level until you've secured them. Right. So it just it just feels um, <laughs> yeah it feels like it feels pretty grim and like I don't know if it's it's, yeah, it's either a glitch or a, a comment on police brutality because you'll handcuff civilians like or hostages yeah. uh, to secure them and they'll be like why are you treating me like this I'm not the criminal. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I've got to do yeah. it again. Till, again tells me to. <laughs> it, yeah. You might run um, about and get in the way. <laughs> well yeah that's the thing like i had i've had moments where i very nearly shot hostages and so that which is it's another like brilliant moment like i open the door uh this guy turns around raises a gun at me and i'm, I'm you know i'm about to, to shoot him and then this like little girl runs right in front of my gun <laughs> God. Uh, out of nowhere and i'm like oh shit. Taser there already. Uh, <laughs> well that's the thing i very nearly shot her in the head but she very sensibly ducked at the last okay. minute and so i mean i didn't I, I didn't pause or anything i was literally shooting but somehow she managed to duck under my bullets and so i just shot the guy right behind her lucky but but yeah so that's the thing i was, I was like well that got my heart going because obviously had i shot her it would have been game over <laughs> oh dear oh uh. But yeah, no, the serial the serial killer level is horrible because you're just everything about the house is foul and you're it's really tense and you slowly like descend into the basement and you like you open up this basement room and you kind of find this like shitty mattress and then all these tapes yeah and you can hear like the audio of yeah. one of his victims like pleading and there's kind of grainy footage on a TV yeah. and then like there's a weird door and you kind of proceed and it's. Just, Cool. Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing where in a game like that, because because the stakes aren't low, but you know what I mean. It's not over-egged. Like something like mm. that would actually manage to have some kind of impact on you as a player, rather than another game. Where yeah. It's like, no. It, it does. Yeah. It does. Where, you know, if if you were blasting through, you know, three hundred enemies a second, then you know they, they would lose its impact. The idea of like oh one serial killer. It's like oh, what the fuck does that matter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a lot less poignant, isn't there, in a game where you kill, like, a thousand people <laughs> opposed to, like, tracking down this one dangerous serial killer. No, that's the thing, like, the game has these... Ama- like, that's the thing, because it's so tense, because, obviously, like, the situation feels tense, and the ambience of the room is tense, but also it's tense because you don't want to fail and restart mm. because there's no checkpoints. 
but you kind of get these crescendos of action where you do breach and there are a couple of bad guys in the room and these moments of action are you know seconds long mm. because ev- they either put their hands up or they try and shoot you yeah. and you, you 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 shoot them yeah. and so and they're yeah it's just these awesome moments of tension and kind of methodical uh you know trained kind of clearing and then suddenly bang and suddenly everything kicks off and it's over in seconds yeah but feels awesome yeah, that's cool i was gonna say it sounds like an interesting game to have you know if, if they'd make a new one but I, I do remember there being one game that advertised itself as being like swat and turned out to be atrocious oh is that called like i i think i remember it being on steam it was like raven yeah something, something like that and I can't remember what exactly it was called. So not a clue, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's well, the? I mean, the the SWAT, SWAT does show its age a little bit because I mean, it's not. It's one. You know how old games just do not hold your hand at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a and for like eighty percent of the time, it's brilliant because it just puts you in a level, and it's like, get it done. We're not going to tell you anything. Yeah. But there are moments where you've you've cleared everyone, and basically you have to. So anytime you secure a hostage, you have to report them. Or anytime you shoot someone or arrest someone, you have to report it mm. and and secure their weapon. Yeah. So like you just you literally just you go over to them, hitting the use key, and you like radio in. Uh, but it can lead to the end of a level where you haven't found like one civilian. Right. All right. And it can't. And you can't, the game can't end until you found that one civilian and secured them. One. And like in a, in a modern game, there'd be a little like bar that tells you how many civilians there are remaining to find, yeah. or there'd be a, a thing that tells you where they are, and and it would kind of like handhold you and tell you to get it. But because it's, I mean, it's it's an older game. It's, it's just like, come on, find it. And so there are some moments where it can get kind of tedious, especially if you've been wounded because it has compartmentalized damage to your character. Right. Like if you get shot in the leg, you can't. You're slow. <laughs> just, cr- just try to crawl around, try to find this one civilian before you bleed out. Yeah, and that's the thing. So that's and that's and that's when it gets to. That's when you find the final civilian. They refuse to like kneel so you down. Taser them. And so, <laughs> so you taser them, and it's always like, <laughs> and you feel bad, but at the same time, it's like I've been limping around this level for four minutes trying to find you, and you will not, my, not get my down. patience is frayed. Okay, <laughs> quarter speed Benny Hill. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah, so it's a big, big grin. <laughs> You had every chance to come out of that broom cupboard, all right, in the last four minutes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, right, I'm going to choke you out just by, like, putting a tear gas grenade next to you. <laughs> just walking over to them, placing it on the floor, and then standing back. <laughs> They're like, what's that? <sighs> well, I mean, like, you literally do that, because you have to... Because, like, when you throw the thing, you have to hold it to throw it further. So you literally equip tear gas and just click, and your character just drops it. <laughs> oh dear, civilians, eh? Yeah, and it's it is very much a shouting simulator because you'll whenever you hit use, you just like shout, get on the floor or hands up, mm. and so you just spend a lot of time just running around into rooms, just shouting and hoping you don't have to shoot anyone. Which I guess is probably how the real police operate. Yeah, yeah, it sounds just like a really, really interesting in- sort of real yeah. life like it's almost simulation rather than like a 
highly yeah, and the, the squad me, controls so. are, are easy to very easy to pick up and you know very like they work yeah, pretty well. Cool. I've uh, I've added it to my wish list on on Gog, so I'll, I'll remember to come back to it at some point. I think I might have played it a long time ago when I was young, and got smashed to pieces by it, and uh, kind of never played it again. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that, that was why I picked it up because I had SWAT three when I was really young and the never quite figured out what I was meant to be doing because it, you know, it just gave you those. Uh, I would just I think I remember being like nine and not bothering to read the like the briefing, and so for a nine year old having to like wander around a level and find civilians essentially doing admin work. Just, uh... <laughs> like I'd sprint in, like shoot everyone, and then be like, oh. I've "Got to file my civilians now." So. <laughs> In the cabinet. Yeah, so it kind of wore off. <laughs> Scan them in and shred the fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. It's cool. That, that, I'm interested. That, that sounds like a game that's just properly flown under a lot of people's radars, so it's worth going back to it. Good old, good old games having cool stuff. Yeah, because I mean that's what that's what SWAT stands for. Is it's shouting words at terrorists. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, you've been playing something else, actually. It's been more strategy-related as well. I mean, you're Stellaris. Do you want to tell us a bit about? Yeah, I've been play, playing Stellaris. So it's, uh, it's essentially it's like a, it's a it's a four X game uh, on a kind of galaxy-wide scale. So you're a, a civilization that's just discovered faster than light travel, and you have to expand and you know build build your uh, inter sort of inter system you know empire yeah uh and like other 4x games you 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 win by controlling the galaxy mm. uh but it's a it's a it's by paradox yeah it's, it's worth who... mentioning it's a paradox strategy yeah. game so well that's the thing i i've bounced off several other paradox games because i'm not super keen on doing spreadsheets in my spare time yeah uh, you see i quite like but this cuts this cuts bounce off them so <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot uh but yeah, this cut you know this cuts down. This, this is a more, much more intuitive and kind of cuts down on the menu management. Yeah, uh, and it's and, it, and it's been much easier to pick up. I'm still I'm still learning. Uh, like my first couple of games, I basically started would discover new alien races, kind of in the nearby space, and then they'd be much more advanced than me, and I'd get invaded and die. Mm. So I've been having a lot of fun in my most recent game of just playing really peacefully. I was gonna ask you, I just are you like a space dick or do you like to just make friends with everyone well i'm not i'm not good enough to be a space dick that's the right. issue <laughs> like i'm i'm not very good i'm not because I'm, I'm not very good at you know doing war so i quite i i'm just having a lovely time kind of just exploring space cool. so i kind of set it to a fairly low number of ai civilizations yeah. and had them all start quite far apart and i've just had a really lovely time just kind of discovering the space around my civilization and the kind of there are very tiny kind of like micro civilizations yeah eight sort of eight single eight singular alien planets that you can discover and you can discover planets that have intelligent life but are at kind of our level or lower of advancement and so you can like monitor them that sounds really interesting because i um i played the new civilization game when it came out a bit and um, I just couldn't play it in single player because I was like, it just feels like I played so much Civilization that like, even though it's a new one and it is really different, it's still basically the same game 
at the end of the day mm. where it's like I've sort of seen all I'm going to see from it. Like, multiplayer is still fun because you play with your friends and that's just fun. But I quite like the idea of like a new strategy game that's just really different that I could get into like just playing it single player. So Stellaris has been like, it's just been up there as like something that I'd like to try. Yeah, like I'm still, I'm still, I'm still very much learning. I'm still not, I'm, there's still a lot I need to get to grips with, but it's nice because it has the, it has those kind of quests that Endless Legend had. Yeah. Where there's lots of kind of, you have, you have a little notebook of objectives that you can actually do, uh, which is something, it's just often something that. Yeah, I think they were a really good addition to Endless Legend. Strategy games don't have. Yeah, I think they're just a really nice, like, extra bit because quite often, like, a 4X game can feel like it's a bit soulless almost like you're just sort of making your numbers go up rather than being like a like mm. lore and a story to what's actually happening and those are a really yeah. nice like tied the world together made it because everything's so different all the factors are so different in endless legend like learning about like their specific plot lines that maybe you get because you get like faction specific like equipment and buildings and like heroes and stuff so i really like those i quite I've, i see i keep looking at endless legend 2 and i'm like because like, it's in early access at the moment, and I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed the first one, but I just oh, there's Endless Legend two in I, I didn't know yeah, that. it's in early access. I know it's it, it's due for release this year, but um, yeah, I I really like the first one, and uh, I just but I just like the same. Sort I never of thing I never like, properly got to grips with it because I had friends that played Civ, and so I'd play Civ more than I played Endless Legend. Yeah, Endless and I was never very, and I was never very good at the quests because it would be like go and you know do the quest but it's on the other side of the world yeah I, and i'd be like oh, the idea oh. yeah they were never, they were not perfect by any stretch quite often you get ones that are like build a thing you're like i've built all the things <laughs> i don't have to, have to go conquer somebody to build the thing <laughs> yeah because well, with solaris it was a bit nicer where it's like you know you need to do like i think i had a mission where it's like a whole load of our satellites have the year that we sent out 300 years ago uh we should probably go and gather them up because they contain sensitive data that we don't want other potential now that we know that there's other alien races yeah. we should probably go and gather those up because we don't want them being discovered that's cool uh but they're they're, they're like just outside your borders rather than like you've got to trek through two other <laughs> enemy ai yeah things it's a bit more to get a bit more organic maybe because some of the like mm. the actual like quest objectives felt a bit forced sometimes in Endless Legend, whereas the story to bit was good, but some of the bits were like, yeah. why do I need to do that? That doesn't really like link to make sense with what like, should be happening. It's like, <laughs> you've got to go and kill a monster in a place to progress the quest. <laughs> now you've got a sword. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're a bit like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll do them. Well, I was thinking, like, and I think it was always weird because it was, it was like you'd be questing for sometimes like a sword, yeah, which makes complete sense in the game, in like an RPG where you're one character and getting a sword is a yeah. thing. But it's like, I'm a whole society. What, what do I need with one sword? Yeah, sort of because well, all the heroes and it's a bit like... equipment. So it kind of made sense in that way, but uh, it was more like the yeah. like, it felt a bit like it some of the quest objectives were more of an issue than the reward themselves but mm. also like some of the equipment especially when you got the quest because some of them are random quests that can appear at any time you just get crap stuff when you're like at the end of the game 
because some of the rewards are slightly randomized so you'd get like a sword that'd be really good in the first sort of 10 to, 10 to like 20 turns but is essentially useless after turn 50. <laughs> So yeah, but you 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 could win in uh, Endless Legend by completing your quest. Yeah, yeah, you could, which is I think to its benefit, having that sort of like pushing you to sort of explore the the race that you're playing as, which is really interesting. Yeah, you complete your quest objectives and then you do build a thing, and then you win. Which is it's more interesting than I made that sound. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I haven't seen looked into too much for Endless Space two actually yet, but if they brought any of like what they've learned from Endless Legend into that, it's gonna be hell of a good game. Yeah, uh, did you play the first Endless Space? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, f- yeah, first Endless game I played. I was really got. I was the same. I, I I quite liked it, but it was a bit weird. The like rock paper scissors thing was bizarre. Yeah, like yeah, the combat of... was odd. Kind of hope they dump that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of like the yeah. card system a little, uh, like the combat, which made yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the some of the other bits were a bit. It was a bit. Yeah, it was. In, it was on those games that evidently took some risks. Like it yeah. wasn't. It was really far away from being like a bog standard 4x game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting, but it also I I feel like some of it, the combat, the the, the like card thing and stuff. It, it kind of made it feel a bit ungrounded, a bit like. A bit like weird and abstract, I guess. Yeah, Which, yeah. You know, some of the, some of the endless games are a bit weird and abstract, and that's kind of what makes them good. But you know, it would uh, kind of disconnect you a bit from, like, you know, and and it's a bit of an overrated word, but you know, your immersion in the yeah, world. No, like, absolutely. oh, but now I'm doing weird rock paper scissors combat with my spaceships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it some of those bits were a bit odd. You just like have to watch your spaceships do stuff and then you're like, oh, I chose engineering, engineering got beat by shields, crap! <laughs> yeah. And now I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think the the combat in this legend where it tried to be like in the in the grid was yeah, that was, was really interesting. It was good but when you had like a big army it was really drawn out and long. Oh, it, 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 it kind of bogged itself. It didn't scale down. well. Like it it was good for like small, short battles, but then when it got any bigger than like maybe four or five units, it was like, oh, it's gonna take ages. Yeah, it gave like a it gave like a good sense of of like a, a little skirmish or between like particularly powerful units. Yeah. But yeah, when it started getting tons of units on the field, it was a bit. It would take ages, and it was a bit. It was a bit confusing. I kind of yeah, lose track of stuff. Yeah, you'd have like a bajillion arrows pointing everywhere, and you'd be like, oh god, yeah, this is all happening. Mm. Yeah, it was really annoying in multiplayer because it was quite cool to do against another opponent where you'd you like a human opponent where you'd move your armies and then you actually get this little like micro battle, but because you have the same thing against AI, it would just mean that one friend just suddenly has to yeah. wait while uh, if yeah. you accident and you can auto resolve, but sometimes you'd miss click yeah. and just click fight, and then your friend has to wait for five ten minutes while you spam sp- through do it. this little skirmish. Yeah. You're like, uh... Yeah, because you can even just, like, accidentally press, like, observe, and that, which means it has to play out. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I really like the way, though, that you could just sort of zoom out from it and then look back at the rest of the map and then zoom back in. That's I really that's just a really cool feature of, like, the battle's happening mm-hmm. here. You can zoom out and look at what's happening elsewhere in your kingdom and then zoom back into the cop of the battle to see what's actually happening. 
weirdly though, the way the endless like they're one of the like developers in one of the series where it's like you you have like a weird situation like that that comes from like inventive design like being a bit unusual, a bit strange, and then it's like you think the next game, but I I don't have any doubts that they'll find a like a different way to do it because all their games have been so different from you know the norm. Like I can totally imagine that developer finding a way to scale it better in the next game or like coming up with a different combat system or yeah no, you know, just absolutely. doing something new yeah yeah definitely definitely that's kind of the best thing to feel about a developer isn't it like rather than you know you can feel like oh i'll get the same thing next time and that's nice i guess mm. like you're a civ fan and you know the next civ game's probably going to be more or less the same as the last one yeah yeah but being like oh here's this developer that kind of does it does weird stuff and good weird stuff mm. rather than like wonky weird stuff yeah yeah because like endless legend and in the space they have their sort of similarities in some areas but they play so differently like yeah to such extreme extents whereas like the civ game that was in space and like civ game that's on earth they're not hugely different like they play basically the same so it's just nice to have that sort of versatility like yeah Mm. it's good is what I'm saying. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. Never played Endless Dungeon, but Endless Games get a thumb up from. Oh, it's good. Me. It's good. Endless Endless uh, Dungeon, especially in co-op, it's really fun for co-op. The um, it's like a weird sort of semi uh, tower defense game. Like mm. it's it's weird. It's really strange, but it's it's really fun for. It's it's got a good co-op um, setting where you. Because quite often controlling four characters and trying to do everything at once is a bit of a handful, especially on slightly harder difficulties. So having like another yeah. person that's like always in control of a sort of two of them makes it a lot more manageable. I mean, my brother played it quite a bit um, over Christmas, so it's 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 good, good, uh, nice, good co-op game. I'd recommend it definitely. Yeah, and plus it sort of ties into the endless world, so you'll like the uh, a lot of the creatures that attack you. Are the creatures that appear in Endless Legend, the um, ah, oh, what they're called, the ones that the plague ones, the one that just like destroy everything. Another one, another one you've like, been. Um, I can't remember. What yeah, the ones that like giant bugs. Those guys. The the the, the, the Tyranids from 40k. Yeah, yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> yeah, those guys appear in it, and so does some other stuff, and like the uh, some of the other races and stuff appear. You'll... So yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's a, it's again, it's like a different riff on like a semi-familiar genre, so it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, do, do you have anything else to say about strategy games, or should we do a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Okie dokie. You, you you ready? Ready to quiz? Yep. We're drifting over a lot an hour, so. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Only slightly. Not too bad. Uh, right, okay, so I've got a quiz here about the tales of games. What do you guys know yep. about the tales of games? Uh, uh, they're, uh, they're the first three words of their title. <laughs> they're known as role playing games, um, of the JRPG subgenre. This is um, true. Uh, um, the <laughs> I give up. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so the 
as a sort of JRPG, they're known for being having sort of overly melodramatic stories that are a uh, bit bullshit at times. Um, and equally, the characters say things that are like half really cringy and half meant to be like inspirational quotes that you might see on like a wall somewhere. Um, so what I've done is I've compiled a bunch of them and I've also made up my own that could be them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a quote and you're going to tell me if it's some nonsense from a Tales game or some nonsense that I made up. <laughs> and the winner at the end gets uh, something, I don't know, an undefined prize. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure you'll both be eager to get. <laughs> I am eager. Cool. Uh, so uh, let, let's let's kick it off. You can either well actually, you, do you want to be a team or do you want to try and beat each other? Uh, I think it's trying to beat each yeah, other. Yeah, I can Conflict is the refuse heart to, is the heart of every story. Refuse to cooperate with anyone. <laughs> okay, fair I, enough. I, you've got me excited about this prize. I'd refuse to share it. <laughs> Good. It's not sharing <laughs> exactly right okay so quote number one all right you ready you ready go for it you'd rather tell those people sorry i had to die today i promise we'll fix things later is that a real quote or is that a nevy nonsense mm, i'm gonna say it's a real quote i'm gonna agree you are both correct i knew it I can tell. It was something that Yuri Lowell said in Vesperia, and I think basically he was saying that don't be an idiot, you're going to get yourself killed. You've got shit to do. In a roundabout kind of way. Yeah, pretty much. Right, number two. Courage is the magic that turns dreams into reality. I, I'll say that one is, is a Nevi special. <laughs> I would say it's real. George is correct. It is in Aww. fact real. That is a real Bastards. quote. Yeah, that's a real quote. Richter Abend, I think that was his name. Abend. I'm sure it's pronounced differently to Abend, <laughs> but um, from Symphonia Two what apparently. I've not played that one, so that one was a new one on me. But fucking hell, that quote is just bullshit in a handbag, <laughs> isn't it? Like what the fuck no, is that? I'm very, I'm very inspired. It's like something your aunt would like on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Courage is the magic that turns dreams into reality. <laughs> right, okay. Number three. Only friendship, true friendship, will end the world's suffering. Is that man. a Nevi special, which I'm totally that's, stealing, that's... or is it a tennis that's... quote? I'll, I'll I'll say that's a that's an heavy special with a side of bullshit. I I will agree. <laughs> oh no, you. I think it's one of you yours. You pegged my very special brand of bullshit. That is an heavy special. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, number four. Let's search for the butt sherrier. It's the only way. <laughs> that's got to be real. It's too obvious. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm gonna agree. You it's wouldn't try real. and trick me with that. <laughs> That is true. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I think that they call 
a flower or a butt by accident or something and um <laughs> one of the characters is like has amnesia or something and doesn't know what they're on about so yeah that's for that's sophie from tales of graces but she's Excellent. like not a real person or doesn't understand what things are so yeah <laughs> tales of our journey will be told for millennia and millennia title drop in a way um too subtle. It's an heavy. It's an heavy. Uh, I hate the phrase millennia and millennia. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's fake. Oh, so you both both think it's a heavy special? I do. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. I'm <laughs> You're both correct. I I'm apparently nice. terrible <laughs> at tricking you. We've got you. We've got you. <laughs> All right, number six. That's exactly what I said, except the opposite. I'll say real. I'll I'll say it's fake, even though I have an inkling it's real. Just because if we keep picking the same answers, I'll never pull ahead. <laughs> well, I'm I'm one ahead. I know. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, but so I'm behind. You said it's a fake, Gav. It's, I'll say it's fake. It is in fact fake. Nice. I knew. It. Ah. Ah. I, 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 you thought if you just pick something kind of mundane, yeah, was... you could you could slip it past me. Yeah, we're equal now. It sounds like something they would say, and I'm, it's similar to things they yes. ha- definitely have said. <laughs> so, you studied the dialogue. Oh yes, yeah. Right, number seven. I don't quite get it, but I got it. Uh, it's real. I'd say it's real. Yeah, I would say real. Yeah, that's real. That's the main character from Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would rely on him to <laughs> talk me out of a dangerous situation. No, no. He is an idiot. Uh, yeah. About <laughs> as much I'd say about that one. I'd just like to point out that the one of us could game this because if. Whoever answers second always agrees with what the other says. Now that we're tied, we can just never, we'll never end the game. That's true. That's true. But they'll also they'll never win. Yeah. If there's no winner, no one gets the the, the, the amazing prize. You need a lust for victory yeah. here. It's not a shareable prize. You, you... Well, I, I would quite, I would quite like to retain my crown yeah. that I, I got last week. It's so. either one winner or, or two losers. That's the that's the option for this quiz. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, judging by all the packaging that the crown arrived in, I don't want to have to post it. That's probably quite expensive. Yeah, all that bubble wrap. All right, <laughs> if you put that in the bin, finding more is just a farce. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie. Number eight. You have such big hands. No wonder you pack such a punch. Uh, I'll say that's legit. It's goofy enough that I think it might be something someone has said. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say legit. Uh, it is indeed correct. You are both oh, tired man. again. The, Too good uh, at this. Yeah, uh, that's something that gets said frequently after a battle <laughs> and tells <laughs> until right. I just yeah. <laughs> if, like, sometimes like, one in every four battles when you have those two characters in it, I think. And you just like nice hands. Yep, groan. <laughs> and finally, number nine. Oh. The world's already fucked. Who wants to go for a drink? Fake. Real. 
it is fake. It's a, a Nevy special, George. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the winner. <laughs> oh, well. I could have either lost normally or lost by drawing, which, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather die on the field of battle. Go so. in, uh, in a flame of, flame of glory. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, George, for your prize, you get this. Congratulations! That is your what? prize. <laughs> don't don't spend it all at once. <laughs> I'll I'll try not good, to. Good. Uh, yeah, that that's it. A second semi feature that has no name. I'll I'll set I'll set that as my ringtone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. As, as... Actually, maybe maybe just my text alert. I guess it's not quite long enough for a ringtone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just have it repeating continuously. Just speed it up a bit. <laughs> Put some beat in the all back. Right. So yeah, there we are. That was the Tales quiz. Um, I'm pre- I can't believe I didn't win. Yeah, you, you definitely spotted my special flavour of bullshit quite early on, which was even though I'm such an expert on these video games, <laughs> yeah. I'm the biggest fan. What? And I didn't win. I'd only heard of I'd only heard of them last week. Well, I mean, I I, I won the Witcher quiz having not played the Witcher. This 3. is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pick a game you have played next, George, and you're gonna be shit no, 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 no. I think <laughs> let's keep it going. I with think games actually, I, uh, I rarely a, not heard of a segment in that flavor. Uh, I could I could do a Phoenix Wright one, and that one that's good because people say some outrageous shite in that game. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, right, I think that's about wraps up. Crawling up on a minute twenty. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, thank you. If you found us without the website attached, you can find us at gamertime.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at gamertime.uk. You can follow me personally at VadaHM, and you guys are. Uh, if you follow me at, at Gavin underscore GTUK, you can find me there. There you go. Uh, and I'm at, at underscore. Wait, no. At scruffy looking underscore uh, capital S, capital L. Excellent. Awesome. Right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Please listen again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let us put you off. No, no, no. Bye. Bye. I could never commit to goodbye. I was, I was very about, I was very about to, I was so close to saying it and I was like, nah, I won't. <laughs>